all right good evening everyone hopefully everyone is having a blessed evening as we are as always we'd like to say praise the lord thank the lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together today is october 1st 2020 and this is week 87 if you're new around here welcome to joy in the midst of the storm a program where we like to do weekly live stream bible studies and shortly upload audio versions of them to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter and if you've been with us for a while as we always like to say thank you for tuning in week in and week out to see what thus says the Lord and as you can see from the title we'll be talking about who have believed our report in one place I believe it's in the book of Acts it says some things were taught and some believed and some believed not so which side are you going to be on today so without any further ado I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks so we can go ahead and get started with this evening's message thank you Melvin as always we always like to start by saying a prayer first. So if you guys are at a place where you can and will join us, we definitely encourage you to do so. Heavenly Father, we come before your throne of grace, asking you for your mercy, your love, your peace, your understanding. We're asking you, Lord, that you would just continue to be with us in whatever times that we're going through, Lord. There's so many people going through hard times, grief, sadness, anxiety stress whatever it is lord that we're enduring at this hour lord we're praying that you would continue to show your mighty hand we know sometimes things don't go the way we expect them the way we want them but lord we know that you're still there you said where there are two or three gathered together in my name you'll be in the midst so lord we're praying that we would keep our eyes stayed on you and so lord we're praying also for the bible study tonight for those people who will listen, uh, we're asking that you would just continue to be with them, continue to open their ears, their understanding, open their eyes so that they may see. So, Lord, we're praying, even with all these things, that no matter the circumstance, no matter the situation, we're praying that you would just remind us continually that there is joy in the midst of every storm. So, Lord, we're praying these many blessings in your precious name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So. Tonight, Melvin already introduced the topic. We're talking about who believes the report. We don't think about it this way often, but the preacher is nothing but a reporter. Uh, we watch the news anchors on TV, and they do nothing but tell us a story. They report something to us. They do their best to report what's true as far as they can tell. And so when we come to God, God sends people to report the news to us. And that's where we pick up Isaiah today in, in Isaiah 53 in verse one. Who hath believed our report? Who hath believed our report? We, f we find the reporter today. Right here is the reporter. There were no cameras. There was no paparazzi. But there still was a report being given. And he asked, who believed it? Because even when we watch the news now, I've heard many people talk about the news. We see there's a division. Even amongst the news, 
they say, oh, that's coming from the Republican side. Oh, that's a Republican news <laughs> broadcast. Oh, that's a Democrat. We, we say all these different things. And so when we start to look at it that way, depending on where this information is coming from, we say, I don't believe that. I don't believe it. So we find God sent so many prophets, preachers, priests, whatever you want to call them, whatever you want to call us. He sent so many of us to report something. And Isaiah, as he began to take inventory, to look around, he said, who's believing this? It's easy to tell what someone believes. It's shown in their actions. He told us in one place, our hearts will be made manifest. It'll be made known what we believe because you'll see it in our actions. So Isaiah said, Who hath, who's believed this? Who hath believed our report? The things God told us to come and say, the message that God told us to cry out, told him to cry aloud in one place, spare not. Don't change the report for your family. Don't change the report for your friends. Don't change the report for your loved ones. He said, who's going to believe it, though? So this is where we are tonight. The question is, do you believe? I know a lot of times we say we believe in Jesus, but I want to go and pick up some things that Jesus said. Uh. Let's move to John chapter 6 and verse 53. Because this is the one that we talk so much about and we say, yeah, I believe in him. I believe in Jesus Christ. He's my Lord and Savior. And these people said the same thing. But look at what they did. Look at their actions here. Let's pick up verse 53, man. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, mm -hmm. except, ye eat of the, except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, ye have no life in you. Now, Jesus tells his followers, these are people who've already established that they're believers. He told them, except ye eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, you have, you have no life. Now, I want to pick up their response. Drop down to verse 60. Many, therefore, of his disciples. Many of his disciples. Now, these were his followers. These were not people who did not believe they have been believing the reports about Jesus. They know Jesus has been healing. They knew the teachings and they said, master, we believe. That's what they declared. But up until this point, we find that they no longer believe the report. What we're reading right now is what was reported to us. Isaiah had this written, wrote this down, and reported this to us. And even here in John, we find John 
reported this. So now we're having to make a choice whether we believe what was reported to us by John or not. So he said, many for this reason, because he said what he said in verse 60, because of all of, excuse me, verse 53, because of all of the things that Jesus has told us, for this reason, many of his disciples, uh-huh, when they had heard this, said, this is an hard saying, who can hear it? When they heard what he said, they said, man, <laughs> that just doesn't make sense. This is too much for us. You know, sometimes you tell people something, they say, uh-uh, whoa, stop right there. That's too much. I can't take all that. They don't even want you to say it. So when these disciples heard this, they said, this is too hard for us to hear. We don't understand what he's talking about. This doesn't make sense. This man has to be out of his mind, eating him and drinking his blood. This man is crazy. But what we're finding is they're questioning the report that Jesus gave. Uh-huh. When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured at it. Now these are his disciples. These are his disciples murmuring against what was reported. Jesus was doing nothing but, re but reporting. He told us the words that he speaks. His father spoke those words. He's reporting what was said. He's reporting God's will. So when they heard this, uh-huh. Does this offend does this offend you? Jesus asked, Does this offend you? We still are the same way today. There's certain things that we personally want. And because God said no, we become offended. There's people out there <laughs> want two, three, four, and five wives. And because God said no, let every man have his own wife. Let every woman have her own husband. Because he wanted us to be with one, we get upset. And we say, well, I'm going to move to a place where this is acceptable. I'm going to follow a religion where this is acceptable. We don't believe the report. We don't believe the report. So Jesus said, does this offend you? Uh-huh. What, and if he shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before? Mm-hmm. It is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. Mm -hmm. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit mm -hmm. and they are life. Uh -huh. But there are some of you that believe not. This is the issue. Jesus reported something to them in verse 53. Told them what they must do to have life. We all want eternal life. We desire to have everlasting life. And he told them what needed to be done. They didn't stick around to ask any questions. They didn't say, let me give him a chance to explain. Let me try 
to talk with him after he finishes the reporting. They said, no, no, he, he lost it now. He lost me. So they didn't believe. He said, there are some of you that believe not. Mm -hmm. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not. He already knew. Mm -hmm. And who should betray him? Drop down to verse 66. From that time, many of his disciples went back. They didn't believe. And walked no more with him. From that time, after this conversation, after this report was given, after the report, many of them, it said many, a lot of them, they left. There are so many things that God says. We don't agree with them. We received a report and we get upset with the reporter. We don't enjoy the message. And so we say, there's no way this came from God because this ain't what I want. So we don't believe the report. And we find Isaiah asked the question, who hath believed our report? Because Isaiah found it time and time again where people not believing in what God said. You can find that same very thing happening today. We'll say, yes, I believe in God. I believe in the Lord Jesus. He died for my sin. And everything he tells us to do, we say, I'm not doing it. We won't even make an effort to try to do it. Just as these people, they didn't try to find out. They didn't say, all right, we're going to try to do this. They just said no from the jump. So from that time, when they heard the words, when they heard the report, I like to put it tonight, when they heard the report, they turned back. They were offended by what they heard. The Bible tells us without faith, it is impossible to please him. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the report. We have to catch the report. And then we have to determine whether we believe what we heard or not. We have to believe these people made a decision that they didn't believe what they heard. So many of them turned away from him. We ought not to turn away from the Lord. There's so many blessings. In one place, he said, For, forget not his many benefits. God has some benefits waiting on us. But we have to press on. We have to strive for the mark. Because if we stop where we are, we're going to miss it. I want to move over uh, to the book of Mark. Mark chapter 16. And let's start at verse 9 here. Now, what we're going to pick up here is after Jesus 
has been resurrected. And so we're going to see if these people, these are his disciples. We're only dealing with the disciples. We're not talking about all the rest of the people in the world. You know, whenever you talk to a person that's a Christian, whenever whenever we read this Bible, we always assume everything is just talking about the world. These things were written for us to get saved and stay saved. It was written for us. Let's pick it up in verse 9. Now, when Jesus was risen early, the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, mm -hmm. out of whom he had cast seven devils. Mm -hmm. And she went and told them that had been with him as they mourned and wept. Mm -hmm. And they, when they had heard that he was alive and had been seen of her, believed not. Now, Mary Magdalene seen Jesus knew he was resurrected and went to tell this report she did nothing but pass on this news she did nothing but testify that Jesus Christ had been risen and she went to tell those that had been with him these were disciples we're not dealing with the world we're dealing with those people that believed in him but there comes a point in time where even though we declare that we believe the report that we believe in God we find ourselves in a place of disbelief in a place where we actually don't believe in him we truly don't trust him. Jesus had already told them that he was going to die. And on the third day, he would be risen again. Peter said, be it far from thee. <laughs> Peter said, that's not so. That's not going to happen. And Jesus rebuked him because of his unbelief. Jesus rebuked him and said, get, get thee behind me, Satan, for thou have become an offense to me. All because of unbelief. Peter didn't believe what was reported, what Jesus said. But I thank God he didn't stay that way. He didn't stay that way. So even if we find ourselves in a place of unbelief, I pray to God that we don't stay that way. That we might not initially believe, but I'm hoping that changes. Because it's important. Without faith, without believing, it's impossible to please him. That means believing all that was reported, not just believing that Jesus Christ was a man. We have to believe what he said also. We have to believe what was reported of him and by him. So. When they had heard. That Jesus was alive. They didn't believe. 
All right. After that, he appeared in another form until two of went until two of them, as they walked and went into the country. So then we find Jesus again. He appeared to two more disciples as they were walking. Uh huh. And they went and told it unto the residue. Neither believed they them. Now the same thing happens all over again. Isaiah said, who hath believed what was reported to them? Who's believed it? I want to pick up that story that we're reading here about the two that he appeared to. And that's found in the book of Luke chapter 24. And starting at verse 15 here. So we're still finding. You said 24, right? Uh, yeah, Luke 24. 16. And let's just start up at. Let's start at verse 13. We're still talking about Jesus after he's been resurrected. He had already told them. That he would come back. Alright. And behold. Two of them went that same day to a village. Called Emmaus. Which was from Jerusalem. About three score furlongs. Two of them. That's what we just found in the book of Mark. See Mark and Luke. Both did some reporting. You know I found where. <laughs> I've I've heard people talk at times where they say, well, I'll believe this, this book over that book. You find yourself in a place of unbelief. Because all scripture was inspired by God. They're all, they all have to be believed. We must believe the report. And believe it as it was reported to us. He said we can't add or take away from this. So we find two here. Alright. And they talk together of all these things would have happened. Now they're talking about the things that have recently happened. They're talking about the news. Mm-hmm. And it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned. Jesus himself draw near and went with them. Mm-hmm. But their eyes were holding that they should not know him. Now they didn't know who he was. Disguised himself, all right? And he said unto them, What manner of communications are these that ye have one to another as ye walk and are sad? He's wondering, Why are you guys sad? What is the problem here? The problem was that they didn't believe the report. That was the issue. He told us if we will keep our eyes stayed on him, he will keep us in perfect sadness. He didn't say sadness. He didn't say if we keep our eyes on him, he'll keep us in perfect anxiety. These things happen. Now, I'm not saying it's not natural. Of course it's natural. Of course all these things are natural. 
But as long as we keep our eyes on him, he's going to help us to overcome those. That's what happened with Peter. That's the reason Peter was able to look. Look at Jesus. They seen him. They thought he was a he was a ghost. He said, look. Lord, if it's you. Bid me come out. Let me come out there. And so Jesus granted him his wish. But we know the story as he began to look. As he began to look at the waves. No doubt he felt them hit his feet, hit his leg. As he felt the wind, he began to look around at the situation. And he was no longer focused on Jesus. And he immediately began to sink. Immediately. And he said, Master, save me. It's about where we keep our eyes. So we find two walking. They were sad because they didn't believe. They didn't keep their eyes on Jesus. They didn't believe the report because they were too busy looking at the circumstances. So Jesus said, why are you walking and you're sad? Uh Uh-huh. And the one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answering, said unto him, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem, and hast not known the the things which are come to pass there in these days? Mm -hmm. And he said unto them, What things? And they said unto him, Concerning Judas of Nazareth, which was a prophet, mighty indeed, and word before God and all the people. Mm -hmm. And how the chief... How the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and have crucified him. Mm-hmm. But we trusted that it had been that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel. And he, beside, oh. he said, and we trusted that this was him. We trusted it. But I guess it just wasn't him. Because they killed him. Before he could accomplish what we thought he was going to accomplish they killed him mm-hmm. and beside all this today is the third day since these things were done this is the third day since these things happened and we're still feeling the effects glory to God we're still sad and they did not know that they were sad because they didn't believe the report This same thing happens to us today. Things don't go as planned. Things don't work out the way that we expect them to. But if we were to believe the report, we would know all things work together for the good. All things. If you truly love and believe in the report, it's all going to work out. God promised it. As long as we're on his side, as long as we believe in the report, even death is a beautiful thing. Tells us in one place, even when we die, we should be rejoicing. 
We should we should be sad at birth and rejoice at death. If we believe the report, that is. All right. Yea, and certain women also of our company made us astonished, mm-hmm. which were early at the sepulchre. Now, they bring in the news that was spread to them. They bring in this declaration that these women made. They said, look, some of these women surprised us when they said this. They went to the grave site. They went to the tomb where Jesus was buried. Uh-huh. And when they found not his body, mm-hmm. they came saying, that they had also seen a vision of angels which said that he was alive. Mm-hmm. And certain of them which were with us went to the sepulcher and found it, even so as the woman had said. But him they saw not. <laughs> they said, look, other people went to the tomb and yet nobody seen them. You know, we cannot believe things except we see them. We said, I just can't see it. And therefore, I don't believe it. Now, they didn't bring up the fact that they didn't believe it here. They didn't bring up that. They didn't bring up the fact that Jesus had already told them. If you destroy this temple, I'll build it back again in three days. They didn't bring up these things. But Jesus does. Go ahead. Then he said unto them, Oh, fool. Oh, fool. The fool has said in his heart, There is no God. The fool said this. The fool said what God said is not true. That's all the fool is doing. It goes beyond saying there is no God. That's what we're declaring all the time when we do not believe the report. We're just declaring there is no God. That's all we're doing is declaring that there is no God. He said, oh, fools. Mm-hmm. And slow of heart to believe all that. Go ahead. And slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Oh, fools. Why didn't you believe this? Why did you not believe the report? The prophets had already reported these things. They didn't believe though. So their unbelief caused them to be sad. Now, any one of us would have done the same thing. Don't misunderstand me. We would have all done the same thing if we had been in that situation. But now that we can sit from here, these things were written for our learning, for our examples, that we won't follow the same way these people did. So now we have the opportunity, even when we don't understand, as we read in John chapter 6, those people didn't understand what Jesus was saying. Even when it seems hard to believe, that's what we're seeing here. 
They watched Jesus be beaten. They watched him. They watched people laugh at him. They watched people mock him. Torment him. Put a crown of thorns on his head. Spit on him. Humiliated him. They watched this happen. And they watched him be nailed to the cross. After carrying it there. And they watched him hang there. Bleeding out. They watched all of this happen. If we had have seen all of that. We wouldn't have believed either. We would not have believed. They watched as the soldiers. When it came to the close of the third hour. The custom was to break the legs and they did that to the other two. that hung on the left and the right. But when they made it to Jesus. These disciples watched. As Jesus was pierced and out came. His insides. He was pierced in his side. And out came the blood. Out came the water. They seen it. So, of course, they did not believe. Based on what they had seen. But our God told us, you must walk by faith. He said, walk by faith and not by sight. We have to do that. Because if we continue to walk by sight, there's no way we're going to believe the report. It's going to be impossible. It's going to be impossible. Because the situation is supposed to look unbelievable. It's supposed to look unbelievable. So we find Isaiah say, who hath believed? Who hath believed our report? Let's pick up verse 25 again. Then he said unto them, O fools, mm-hmm. slow of heart, believe all that the prophets have spoken. It's foolish for us to not believe the report that's been given to us. It's foolish for us to do that. And we're not fooling anybody but ourselves. The blind leading the blind. Because we neglected to believe. Go ahead. And the beginning. Uh, I'm asking, ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? Jesus said, didn't Christ have to do this? He had to do this. In one place he said, behoove Christ to suffer, rise again the third day. It was necessary for this to happen. For God to see if we were going to believe the report. God wanted to see, would we believe it? I want to pick up one other thing that I didn't want to plan to go here, but 
pick up uh, John chapter 20. Uh, John 20, and let's look at verse 25. All right. Uh, let's go back up to 24. But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. Now, Thomas has yet to see Jesus after he has risen. He was among them who did not believe, but I thank God for Thomas. I thank God that he wanted to be sure. He wanted to make sure. And he was willing to believe according to the evidence. God does not leave himself without a witness. God is going to leave behind evidence. God does it on purpose. You know, when a criminal <laughs> when a criminal does something um, commits a crime the criminal tries to remove all of the evidence leading back to his identification but God he wants us to find out he's not he's not committing a crime but I'm using this as an example to say when God does something he'll leave his fingerprints all over it He'll let us know all of the signs to show us and to declare to us that he was there. I've seen that a lot of times in school. They say so-and-so was here. They'll write it on the wall or write it on the sidewalk or whatever. God leaves his fingerprint, leaves the writing to say he was there. So that someone will believe. So Thomas has yet to see him. Go ahead. The other disciples therefore said unto him, mm -hmm. we have seen the Lord. The other one said, we've seen him. Thomas said, well, I have not seen him. Go ahead. But he said unto them, except mm -hmm. I shall see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of, his, of the nails and thrust my hand into his side. Mm -hmm. I will not believe. He, he said, I'm not going to believe it. I must see it first. I must be able to touch Jesus. That's the only way I'm going to believe. Mm-hmm. And after eight days, again, his disciples were within and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the door was being shut and stood in the midst and said, peace be unto you. Glory to God. After eight days. After eight days, then Jesus entered and said, Peace be unto you. Uh huh. Then said he to Thomas, Reach, reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side, and be not faithless, but believing. He said, Believe this, believe the report that was given. Believe what was given. And then we find the confession that Thomas made. And Thomas answered and said unto him, my Lord and my God. God hath made that same Jesus, both Lord and Christ. He said, my Lord and 
My God. Mm-hmm. Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Now, he was operating by sight. He had to see him to believe him. So Jesus said, because you seen me, you believe. Uh-huh. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. But this is a new day. We must believe the report, though. Because hope that is seen, it's not hope. He said, blessed are they that have not seen, yet they believe. God is wondering. And Isaiah asked the question, who hath believed? Our report. Who's going to believe in the Lord Jesus? Who is going to believe in all things that he said? We can't just believe in the love aspect. But he said, eat of his flesh and drink of his blood, which was nothing but being baptized in Jesus name and receiving the Holy Ghost. If we don't believe in that, we don't believe in Jesus. He said, except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. If we don't believe in that, we don't believe in Jesus. He said, why call ye me? Lord, Lord, and you won't do what I said. You won't believe what I said. Why you call me Lord? Thomas called him Lord. And Thomas also did what he said. So that's the question tonight. Who believes the report? Are you willing to truly do whatever it is that God is asking you to do. I'm hoping you are. Because there is a reward in this. God is not going to have us do these things without us gaining in the end. We have so much to gain. It's worth the things that we have to lose. So I'm not going to prolong it tonight. I thank God for you guys giving me an opportunity uh, just to be with you uh, for a brief amount of time. Um, and I thank you guys for, you know, all of the support up until this point, uh, because I mean, there's nothing that I can do to deserve it is by the grace of God. So nevertheless, I'm going to turn it back over into the hands of Melvin at this time. Yes, I do appreciate you guys as well. Um, we both do. We've been shown a lot of support, a lot of support. And to, we've been getting um, a lot of comments saying to keep going, keep spreading the word of God. So as I always like to say, there is no end in sight we're going to keep spreading the word of god and keep spreading it because it's not being spread far enough and um one of the last things um tony said is um we, god can be telling us to, to do something we might be hesitant on it and he said um do you know what you have to gain and a, a great preacher said when it comes to coming to god people look at what they have to lose instead of what they have to gain 
He'll never tell you to do something if it's not for your benefit. Everything will benefit you. Uh, we talked um, some weeks ago. It's been a while now about um, not forgetting his benefits. Because sometimes we forget those. Mm-hmm. But so we just have to, you know, believe the reporter, believe the, the preacher in all our ways, acknowledge the preacher. He will guide your steps. And I don't have much more to say, but I did forget to mention at the beginning of the live stream that this is a pre-recorded video, but I'm sure I'll have it up somewhere by now. But just, um, and as always for our podcast listeners, it'll be usual Thursday evening as usual. And next week will also be uh, pre-recorded. So we will, we will be back live on October 15th to answer any questions uh, or comments because uh, people they would like to comment so I, we don't have any comments now obviously because it's pre-recorded so i'm going to end it there so as i always like to say rejoice in the lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies counted all joy counted all joy there's reason to be joyful in the midst of every every single storm so we'll see you guys next thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the word of god you guys be blessed Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. My name is Melvin Corners, here along with Minister Tony Banks, who brings the word every week. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. You should tune in and ask questions or just tell us how you're doing. We'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic. Rejoice in the Lord always.